In case you didn't know, that meant we are on. It's on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> Donkey Kong. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I am your host, John Harris. On my right-hand side is my right-hand man, Gabriel. Nah. And today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Descend, who has a new EP called The Deviant, which was released on June 26th via Aftermath Music. And right now I'm being joined by Alex to share some more information about what the boys have got going on, what they've been up to, what they're going to be doing. We're going to chat about a couple of tracks off of the EP. So, Alex, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Great to have you on. Now, let's chat about this EP called The Deviant. And oddly enough, one of the tracks that we're going to chat about as well is called Lily. So is Lily the Deviant? Uh, Yeah, sort of. It's actually, uh, you know, first off, it's actually a, a full-length album. It's There's only five tracks, but uh, it, it clocks in in about 50 minutes. So uh, so it's a, it's a full-length. Uh, but yeah, the, there is a, like a lyrical concept around this uh, character called Lily, which is sort of a deviant, yeah. So uh, that's pretty accurate. Okay. I apologize. I've offended no you problem. from all the way across the ocean. <laughs> That's fine, man. To release a public statement to all of the people of Sweden. <laughs> How do I say I'm sorry in Swedish? Oh, this is going to be bad. Jag är ledsen. Ah, that's good. Yeah. Apology accepted. Perfect. And the way the girl says it on Google it doesn't sound like anything to me. Oh. <laughs> Jag ledsen. Anyway, moving on, before I descend into any further depravity. <laughs> so something that you mentioned, Alex, was that there's a bit of a concept or a theme. We have a protagonist, it sounds like, to the album. So I guess let's just start with this track, Lily. Is this the story of our protagonist? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I think the... I'm not sure, you know, our singer Nima, he writes all the lyrics, so... so uh, He's the like brains behind the lyrical theme, but but uh, it's something that grew uh, when we started writing the songs. And I actually, uh, when I started writing Lily, I I picked uh, Lily as the working title for it, uh, and then that that working title like uh, uh, got along all the way to the to the album. So that's pretty uh, pretty cool. Um, but yeah, she's like uh, some kind of uh, uh, female ghost that uh, keeps people from uh, from getting their uh, sleep when they die, uh, sort of. Okay. Stop people from getting their sleep when they die. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds really weird, but uh, yeah. Goddamn suicide zombies. Um, yeah, from, uh, band, there was a band from Latvia that uh, they have a song title called Goddamn Zu- Suicide Zombies, and my wife and I chuckled about that for at least half an hour, and um, I invited them on the show just because of that. I don't even know if I really like their music, but just because of that. And um, Yeah. So yeah, it kinda, they kind of felt, felt like one of those moments where like, okay, you're dead, but you can't sleep because there's a ghost. But aren't you a ghost at that point? I, this is conf- I'm confused, Alex. What's going on? You need to listen to the lyrics very carefully. Exactly. You maybe will find out. Yeah. Very carefully. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so we got a, a female ghost that keeps people from getting their sleep when they die, which sounds absolutely terrible. But honestly, it was just you, you wrote the track uh, 
for the the music rather for the song and decided to call it Lily. And then it sounds like when you guys were actually work, yeah. working on it, it seems like yeah. Nima then turned it into. Yeah, he picked up that um, and got the like general idea for the lyrics, and then he kept spinning on it basically. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm curious. Because this album has some pretty long tracks on it. We've got the first track that it's pretty short, and then we kind of get progressively longer with the last track, obviously being the Deviant, being the longest one. Was that mm-hmm. an in, was that an intention for the album? Uh, no, not really. I mean, we uh, we try to basically we'll finish the tracks when we feel that they are finished. So we never really aim for for making a long track or a short track. It's just that. Uh, you know, we start with maybe a riff. Someone, some, some, someone writes writes a riff, and then we start to elaborate on that. And then maybe we feel that okay, so this song needs uh, maybe an acoustic part or something, and then it just keeps going. And then all of a sudden, we're up to like a ten or twelve minute long song, and, and yeah. And then why, so why ne- stop there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, so we never really decide when we start writing if it's going to be a short or long song not really okay very cool now one of the other tracks that we are going to be chatting about today is blood moon i noticed there's uh, two singles that have been released off of the album one is obviously lily and the other one is blood moon and it looks like the concept of the artwork appears to be a blood moon and now is that an ammunition is that even a word i gotta look at that and say it's even a word uh, is that Lily yeah. inside the Blood Moon in front yeah, of? Yeah, it is. Okay, it is. Yeah. So basically, the cover is uh, we work with an artist called Zivko Kondic, who who we just I think we just found him on the internet and, and felt like he did really cool stuff, and we we contacted him and like explained the general uh, like concept of the album, and then he. Started making some sketches and then we we landed into this one, which is it's this blood moon and then there's Lily and she's she she's having this uh, orchestra in front of her that she is uh, like uh, conducting. Is that a word? Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. So uh, yeah, it's it's Lily and Lily and the blood moon. <laughs> wow. Okay. Absolutely fantastic. Now take us through. This track, Blood Moon, um, obviously we have to follow the lyrics quite precisely, but <laughs> what's going on with the Blood Moon? Uh, well, the the lyrics in Blood Moon, they also spin around the, this character called Lily. Uh, the song itself, I think it's a bit different for us. We, we use a lot of clean singing in the, in the verse parts, which is... We we have done some clean singing uh, occasionally before, but but never this much. But uh, I think it turned out very well, and I think Nima he did he did very well. So uh, I think it's a it's a pretty cool song. It represents the like the band and I think the the album as a whole. Yeah, so you mentioned- felt felt pretty natural to have it as a first single. Yeah, I mean, something you mentioned was that you guys decided to do some clean vocals, and it's not uh, a regular fare. Uh, one of my questions was going to be, you know, is it Nima who's doing the cleans as well? Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah, it is. 
And we've had some on our uh, on our uh, last album, Wither. Uh, we had I don't I think we had it in only like one song. On the Deviant, we have clean singing in yeah almost every track except the title track. Is so, that, is that a large decision for you guys to do that? I think it felt natural. We had some parts that didn't really fit with with uh, growling vocals, and we felt like we needed to. We wanted to try out some cool like vocal harmonies, and uh, yeah, I think it turned out really well. Yeah, no, I would agree. I mean, the interesting thing is, I'm I'm not against clean vocals in, in metal, but I know some people kind of are for some reason, and I know that sometimes bands are like Ugh, we've got clean singing on the record. How do we talk about it? Like I don't know. It, <laughs> It's, it's, it's music, and if it fits, it fits, as long as it doesn't sound awful. Yeah. You know, that's that's my opinion. Who needs who needs to hear that? Um, <laughs> groovy, groovy. Now, uh, take us through a bit more of the the orchestra. Speaking of orchestra, take us a bit more through the orchestration on the record, because as I'm as I've listened to it, I've noticed that there seems to be a few other instruments in there, like in Lily, for example, in the beginning. Is that like a, a pan flute or some kind of a, a whistle of, or, or flute of some kind? Uh, no, Lily's actually just guitars. Um, we do have a, uh, in the song Wallow, we have a saxophone solo, which is pretty rad, uh, which also uh, just came out of the blue as a crazy idea, and then we tried it out, and we found a, a friend of... One of the guys who who uh, was a good saxophone player, and then uh, we tried it out and it, and it worked very well. But other than that, I don't think there's so much. I mean, we like to keep it to the instrument so that we can actually play the same stuff live, and we don't really enjoy having a lot of like thousands of backing tracks and anything. So we want to be able to play. Uh, what we what's actually on the on the album when we are uh, performing live as well. Okay, I mean, interesting enough. Unless you guys are taking a small amount of tracks and just produce them really well, it it sounds like I'm curious to hear you guys live. It's almost like I don't know watching Opeth live. Where you're like, how are they going to do it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think we just. Uh, we don't. Maybe we don't have the craziest corpse paint or you know fireworks on stage, but we try to give a very uh, you know tight and uh, true experience for those who like the music and you know just to be able to to uh, make everything sound really good live as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You already mentioned it was a real saxophone. That was going to be one of my other questions. If you didn't follow up with that, is you know, is it a real saxophone? Um, it is. Yeah, you mentioned it's a real saxophone with a great deal of pride. Um, <laughs> sa- saxes are awesome, man. They they had their debut in rock music in the '80s, and then they went away for some reason for like 30 years. And uh, I think they're back. I think they're back. <laughs> and in, and in metal, people are like it sounds so good. Like yeah, cause saxophones rock, man. That's what they do. They rock. Yeah. Which is super exciting. Um, now. With these two tracks, Lily and Blood Moon, I guess my question is, is this a representation of the album, or would you say musically, or even lyrically, uh, that there's something else that we should take into account when we're chatting about the album The Deviant? 
No, I think they are pretty representative for the album. Uh, I mean, all they're all uh, they are all pretty long tracks on the album. They all include uh, uh, clean singing, growl singing, acoustic parts. Uh, so I think. Uh, I mean that's that's why we chose Blood Moon and Lily because they're they are a good representation of the album. Uh, so yeah, I think you should also uh, look out for the small short uh, instrumental intro, which is quite nice. Some sweet guitar harmonies in there. Mm-hmm. Says the guitar player. Now that's Avalyn. Is that how I say that? Yeah. Yeah. Talk to us about Avalyn. What what is the kind of a staunch question maybe? What is the purpose of having Avalyn on the record? I think it's a good question. Um, I think we've always had, uh, uh, looking back on the two previous albums, we've always had one is short instrumental uh, on on the two uh, former albums. They used to be like acoustic parts. Uh, this time, I think Avalyn actually started as. Um, our former drummer Jonathan, he wrote this uh, uh, acoustic uh, melody, and then uh, me and Andreas, we like uh, figured we we should try to do it with uh, distorted guitars, and then we tried to uh, work it into one of the songs. And actually, we had it in one of the songs that didn't make it to the album, but then in in the end, we figured it it was better better to have it like um like a short intro only. I think it uh, kind of sets a cool mood to the album and, and uh, yeah, works as a nice introduction. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, interestingly enough, I think it would be cool if you guys had a bonus track where you did have the grandpa's guitars. And then that yeah, way that would be cool. That way it's like, you know, you have the acoustic version and then, you know, the album version because I'm listening to it and... Are those seven strings, or you just guys tuned down really low for the rhythms that are in the background? Uh, no, it's six strings. Let me tune down. Yeah, tune down to Q sharp. <laughs> no, it's actually <laughs> no, it's actually just uh, one step down. But uh, you know, the production is uh, it's sharp. <laughs> you don't need to tune down to A. <laughs> well, no, and that's that's actually true. Interesting enough, I was reading on uh, the science of guitar, and somebody had gone through great lengths to figure out the best guitar and the best guitar tuning. And oddly enough, they came across the Les Paul for sustain uh, based on its violin-like shape and uh, the way the bridge is and the scale length and whatnot. And then they said tuning it down a full step to D rather than standard tuning will allow the guitar to sing better. Cool, cool. Yeah. yeah. Excellent stuff. Fantastic. Now, normally we'd be chatting about all the wonderful things, although maybe interestingly enough, as things are coming out of lockdown, uh, we can chat maybe a bit more depending on how things are going in in Sweden. Uh, but I guess the big question is, you know, this interview will air about a month from now, and most of the music industry has been on lockdown for the whole summer instead of tours and festivals and all that stuff. Um, but I guess the question is, what have you guys been up to? Uh, throughout this time, and is there any news that we should expect coming up? Well, uh, first of all, we, we've been working on uh, 
like yeah, marketing the the upcoming release, and we've uh, working on some uh, merch as well. Uh, we've actually been started uh, working on some new music as well, even though the next release probably is a couple of years from now. But then, I mean, we really want to go out and and uh, and play these songs live, of course. Uh, and uh, obviously, it's not happening right now, but but hopefully, we will do some shows this fall, and then uh, definitely go for some festivals uh, next summer. Perfect. And something you mentioned there was that it might be a couple of years before the next release, and I'm just looking, at least on Bandcamp anyway, it looks like there's a, quite a few years in between releases, and I'm kind of curious, why is that, yeah. and, and should we be expecting like another six years for the next? <laughs> Hopefully not. No, no. I, uh, Wither came, uh, our, our last album, Wither, it came 2014, uh, and then we had the, the lineup change, uh, two and a half years ago, so that uh, that uh, slowed things down a bit when our drummer and bass player decided to to quit the band. Of course, they we did. had to find uh, yeah, so we had to find the new guys, and then <laughs> then we need to needed to finish the songs, and then we needed to find a studio. So yeah, it's it it's it's been uh, too many years between the albums, definitely, and and some of the songs. I think Lily, we started writing maybe four or five years ago, you know. So, so uh, it's taken a long time to finish the album, but but uh, hopefully the next one will be a, a bit quicker. Yeah, I also hope so. You know, those those two bass player and the drummer, when they get into cahoots with each other, bands need to find a new lineup change. It's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> got to keep an eye on your rhythm section. You know. Exactly. Speaking of orchestras, you got to get Lily up there orchestrating the, those deviants. <laughs> or you have a blood moon. Um, but yeah, interestingly enough, speaking of which, uh, if we head over to the YouTube page, you guys have some some studio diary stuff from looks like recording it. So I might take a look at that because I really dig some of the sounds that you guys got on the record. And uh, it sounds not just like a good mix, but also that you guys probably spent some time dialing in those tones and those parts yeah we did uh, i think we we found this uh the studio run by sverker vidgren who also plays in the band diabolical and he he really understood what kind of sound we wanted on the on the instruments and everything so i think it it was a perfect match and we we spent a, a couple of days on just finding the right guitar sound and everything you know so worked quite a bit on that but uh, um, we are super happy with the with the production and the mixing beautiful absolutely sounds great well alex unless there's anything else that you wanted to throw out there that i did not mention or bring up i just wanted to thank you for coming on to the rock metal podcast yeah thanks for having me man and uh make sure to listen to the to the deviants <laughs>